1: Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Monday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number. You can also text us at 315-288-0644. We are back from New York. Uh, Not exactly a successful trip down to New York, uh, Seth, for Syracuse basketball and football. The women won Wednesday night. Uh, The men 0-2, of course, at the Garden and then... The SU football team taking one on the chin, falling 36-3 to at Yankee Stadium on Saturday. So much to get to today. We've got Adrian Autry uh, set to join us at 1230. Floyd Little at the top of our number two at 1 o'clock plus. Your phone calls welcome at any time at 315-437-7644. Let's start with football. I just literally came from Dino Baber's uh, weekly press conference. Just walked in the door uh, from that. Um, and let's just get this out of the way. In his opening statement, he said there's no update on Eric Dungy. Uh, they are hopeful that he will be available for the BC game, uh, but didn't go into any further detail than that. Um, so I think it's going to be a mystery again this week as we you know lead up to the regular season finale, whether or not Dungy plays. Um, he was rather upbeat. He said that they are ahead of stage, or at this stage they're ahead of, ahead of schedule, I guess you could say, of, uh, of where they want to be at this point, as, as year three comes to an end. You said something as I walked in the door, though, I found interesting, and I, I think we should discuss. You said, does what happened on Saturday change your opinion of this season at all? So let's start right there. Um, my knee-jerk reaction to that question is No.
0: Okay, good. What do, good. You, what do you think? That's exactly what my reaction is. My my reaction is no, not at all. It, it does not change my thoughts on this season. It does not, uh, you know, change the way that I I look at this year because you're still eight and three. Uh, I mean, that's unbelievable. You you've put together an incredible season. Um, and just because you went and lost to the third ranked team in the country doesn't mean that it's still not an incredible season. You said Dino Babers says they're ahead of schedule for where they're nor they they think they would be in year three. Uh, let's be honest, he hasn't gotten to year three in, in a lot of places, so who knows? But at the same time, yeah, it, it, it stands to figure that, that they are. It stands to reason that they are. You know, I, I keep going back to the closest comparison that I I could come up with, and, and they might not like this. Uh, you know, the coaching staff might not like it, but uh, Baylor. Baylor, year one, they were three and nine, four and eight, you know, in in years one and two, somewhere around there. Year three, they went six and six. Here, four and eight, four and eight, eight and whatever, nine and whatever, uh, you know, as the season comes to a close. So, yeah, this is still a wildly successful year. You're, you're quote unquote ahead of schedule. I I don't think that going and and losing to Notre Dame changes that, which is funny because going into the week and, and hearing Dino Babers say last week that it was a freebie game, I didn't like that. I, I thought that was a, a weird way to look at the game, but coming out of it I, I kind of agree with him like it's it's not gonna hurt you all that much. It's a game that like you lost okay
1: He touched on this at the end of the press conference about you know how much the guys were hurting after that game and, and he said, listen there, there's no doubt that that one stings And he said the reason it stings isn't because they lost to a really good football team. it's that they meaning Syracuse did not play well. And he said that they went on that stage. And he said, "Listen, I don't even if we play well, I don't even know if we if we can beat them because they're that good. But I would have liked to see you know how that game played out with Syracuse playing well, Notre Dame playing well, and see what happens. Notre Dame, you know, coach said I I thought Notre Dame played well. I think he's right. I think Notre Dame played well. Syracuse did not for a lot of reasons. On, I think they played in, one of in, their worst games of the year in any three in any of the three stages. I I mean." Yeah, I don't think that's a stretch at all. Special teams, I mean, we haven't seen Andre Schmidt miss a short field goal all year. Uh, you know, the defense gave up 300 yards in the first half. The offense had, what, 234, which is a season low for the entire game. Uh, plus, they lost the turnover battle for the first time. Yeah, I think you could say it was the worst game of the season, and I, yeah. would, I would put it even over the Pittsburgh game.
0: Because they did do some good things in the Pittsburgh game. They still ended up with four, 30, what, 30, 40 points yeah. in that game? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they
1: did some good things in that game. Um, that The Notre Dame game was was by far, in my opinion anyway, their worst game of the season. Now, some of that is credit to Notre Dame for being that good and taking advantage of, of SU's mistakes, but some of that is Syracuse simply did not play well, which kind of leads me to the other thing that you know I had in mind coming into the show today, before you asked me that uh, as I walked in the door, about whether or not it changes my opinion of the season. Do you think the game plays out significantly different had Eric Dungy not gotten hurt on Drive 3?
0: No no I don't I I think that maybe they score 14 points maybe they score 17 points rather than three but no I I don't think that's significantly different I think they still lose I I mean they there was so much wrong right there there was so much that went wrong in that game that I I don't know that it matters I, I really don't and I'm not sure that the offense would have done any better had Dungy been out there than than with DeVito I you know, I, I, I said this on Friday. They were going to need to be able to throw the ball, and, and it's not like DeVito had any time. Dungy wasn't going to have any time to throw the ball either, so that wasn't going to work. I, no, I, I don't think the game is significantly different if if Dungy's out there. Do you? I don't know. Um, I,
1: I do think that whereas Tommy DeVito is very much a pocket passer and he's going to hang in the pocket, and if he's under pressure, he's going to have to throw the ball away, Dungy can do some things with his legs. Um, they were moving the ball on that drive. First drive of the game was a three and out. Second drive on the very first play was the I mean that was a bad pass by Dungey's picked off and, and Notre Dame turns it into points. And then that third drive they actually had something going. I, I don't think they would have won the game. Do I think they would have lost thirty six to three with Eric Dungy out there? No, I don't. I think it would have No, I think it would have no, been, been a little bit closer. closer than that. Um but we'll, but that's what we'll I never said. find I, out. I
0: think maybe they get to seventeen points. Like I, I don't think it's significant.
1: It was still a game at that point though and that's t- to me that's why you know i mean it's unfortunate that the young man got hurt you never want to see anybody get hurt but you know they they didn't play well and they didn't have their starting quarterback for essentially the entire game i mean that was you know he he was out there for two and a half drives he threw one bad pass they had a three and out on their first drive you know the second drive was was the interception and then they were moving the ball on that drive and you know he he has to to come out of the game with with what looked like i guess a back injury we you know we don't even know upper body injury is what the team is calling it um almost looked like his back uh, locked up and then had to be helped off the field. You know, Tommy DeVito came out there very first play he goes deep. They had a couple chances at big plays that that they just didn't make. Nikeem Johnson had one that he got his hands on at the goal line. Uh, couldn't haul it in Taj Harris had the 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 one where he bobbled it and it turned into an interception and then points the other way is you know Notre Dame was able to to set up shop I think they scored in the very next play if I'm not mistaken um they
0: did and and you, you, can't, you can't do that and, against
1: a really good team and Taj
0: and, Harris dropped the touchdown later in the game yeah uh, I mean they you know there there were two passes that were dropped that would have been touchdowns. The Nikeem Johnson won on the very first play that Tommy's in, and then the Taj Harris won later. And they would have been tough, like the, the Nikeem they Johnson, were tough that would have been a tough the, catch. Yes, but. absolutely, but I mean it was in his hands. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not to say that it would have changed the game, but it, it would have changed it would have how you 13-7 felt. At that point. It would have changed how you felt about that game a whole lot. You know, it. If we're just looking at the end of the day and you're like, oh, okay, attack on the two touchdowns. But like you said, it makes it 13-7. It makes it a one-possession game. And it's also, oh, this kid can do some stuff, which obviously you knew because you had the little bit of tape that you've had on Tommy DeVito is pretty impressive. But uh, you you know by seeing it with your own eyes, oh, he can do some stuff. We can't just go all out after him all day. And and I would think that they, you know, they probably saw that based on the throws, but um, – Guys didn't make plays, and and I'm not taking anything away. I'm not trying to deflect blame from Tommy DeVito when I say this, but how many of his incompletions had to be thrown away? How many times was he rolling out of the pocket? How many drops were there uh, on you know by wide receivers? Again, not to take blame away from Tommy DeVito because he you know his stats were atrocious and and he didn't look that good. But th- there was a lot going on around him that I, that I'm not sure that if you just plug Eric Dungey into that same situation that you don't get similar results.
1: Yeah, and there were certain things that that we could count on all season long, uh, Seth, out of this team. You know, offensively, they've shown that they can they can move the ball and score points against anyone. That didn't happen on Saturday. Defensively. They they have a knack for forcing turnovers. They were ranked second in the country in most turnovers forced going into that game uh and they were, you know, what, top 5 in the country in terms of third down defense and and they had trouble getting off the field on third down. I mean, how many times did Notre Dame have a have a third and long or third and longer than 4 or 5? And they were able to convert. I mean, and especially in the first half, I think I want to say Ian Book was five for ten passing on third down in the first half for almost hundred yards. He was incredible. He, 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 he was, played a he was really great. good game. And so the, the and of course the special teams has been rock solid. We saw Andre Schmidt miss a short field goal. And, and so we we've been able to count on certain things from all three phases all season long, regardless of who they played, whether it was Clemson and Notre Dame or Wagner and UConn. We were able to count on certain things and none of those things were there on saturday and when you do that against the number no. 3 ranked team in the country you're going to get an ugly lopsided final and that's what we got and i think you know i'm i'm with dino babers on this you know when he said the disappointing part of this game you know for him and the team is that they didn't play well and again as we as we break it down i think that is the that's the disappointing part for everyone for the fans included is that we just didn't see Syracuse play well against this team to see what it would have looked like because we know what we knew going in what it would look like if they didn't play well it, it was that exactly. Um, but I I'm, I'm, I still don't know what it would have looked like had they played well could they you know knock them off? Could they be right there in the game and I I, I tend to think the answer is yes because we saw them take Clemson right down to the wire um, but we unfortunately didn't get to see that on Saturday.
0: Right. I mean, look, we, we made our picks on Friday, and I said they would keep it within 10 points. And and obviously I was banking on them coming out and uh, not only playing well, but for the most part playing like they had all year long. You know, if, if they just came out and played the game they played against NC State, they're in that game. If they come out and they play the game that they played uh, against the Wake Forest, they're probably in that game. You know, it, it it quite literally was the worst game they played this year. And to do it against a team that's a top-four opponent that's, that's, you know, right on the— that really is is a lock for the playoff now, with, with the game against USC this weekend. Um, you know, barring losing that game, which they shouldn't. You know, they're in the playoff. Um, you you can't just show up and be flat, and and that's really what happened. They just showed up flat. And then they got their quarterback.
1: Right. You think they were flat, or you just think Notre Dame stuck it to? Them? I I look at it as Notre Dame stuck it to them. See, the the Syracuse basketball game on Thursday, they I feel like flat. Syracuse was flat. Yeah, UConn punched him in the mouth, and Syracuse wasn't ready for it. Um, I just feel like Notre Dame was just better, and well, and Syracuse was Syracuse it, didn't play well to start the game in that football game.
0: But again, if Syracuse had come out and played well, you know, then. Then this is somewhat of a like I think that they just came out not playing well and and maybe flat was the wrong word to use there but they they just came out bad here's right? the they, here's the like thing they, they just they just weren't they just didn't play a good game on on Friday, on Saturday and it was kind of right from the jump I mean they they go three and out right away they allow a touchdown right away they they throw an interception right away they get their quarterback hurt right away you know it, it was. It it was everything right off the jump, and it, and it happened so quickly that it was it, it felt like before you were settled in, things were going wrong. And, and here's the thing, and this is why I say I don't think they came out flat. I
1: think Notre Dame just came out focused and and stuck it to them. I harped on it all week last week. I said the first quarter's is big because you know Notre Dame had you know, they both have a lot to play for, obviously. But but Notre Dame, this, like they have everything to play for. They, they have the national title to play for. And that I felt their,
0: like that was their conference championship game.
1: Right. Yes, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. And I I had a feeling all week long that Notre Dame was going to come out guns blazing in that first quarter. And I said if Syracuse could survive the first quarter, then maybe it's a game. Well, Notre Dame came out and and was dominant in the first quarter. And I think that's just more so, you know, Notre Dame is dominant and Syracuse, you know, was unable to to withstand that. And then obviously Dungey got hurt. That's why I said that I wonder if you know, if Dungey didn't get hurt, if the game plays out differently, I'm not saying Syracuse would have won, but if it plays out differently, simply because you know the defense was able to hold Notre Dame to two short field goals, yep. when it could have been 21 nothing, it was 13 nothing, and then Syracuse is moving the ball, and you're thinking, man, if they if they score a touchdown here, it should be 21 nothing right now. It could be 13 to seven. Um, but then Dungy's out, and it it changed the whole complexion of the game. After that,
0: yeah, I mean, to the point that you made, if they could survive the first quarter, I mean, they they kind of did. Nah, uh, I mean, they did. No, 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 no. And, and I because Dungy in, was out, Dungy by was then. At, but I say it in the in the one regard that it it should have been twenty-one to nothing. It should have been thirty to nothing at the half. It should have been so much worse than it was. And and I think that was kind of the the strange feeling sitting there. It was oh. It's only a two-possession game at halftime. Oh, it's, you know... It's, it felt it, pretty insurmountable, it, though. Right, and and it felt insurmountable, but you also look at it, and and maybe I was just, you know, it was just crazy, but I, I said, you know what, somewhere in there, there's a really good quarterback in Tommy DeVito, and, like, you, you don't know if, if you can get something going at any point. Like, it, the lead, although just two or three possessions, as you said, felt insurmountable, but at the same time you, I got a feeling that if Tommy DeVito could have gotten something going if the offense could have done something if Nike then, Johnson then makes that catch it's then totally it's totally different it's totally different. Right. And, and again it, I'm not putting it on him. I'm saying if they made one play and that was the
1: right. play you point to because there was a chance for a touchdown on but, that. But my and point then is, it's 13-7 and my, then it's a it's a different story.
0: But my point is even after that even going into the second quarter you felt like if somebody could make a play because the defense had stood up strong enough, you're right back in this game, and the offense never got that play.
1: And by halftime, even though it was only twenty to nothing, you knew the game was over. You knew there was Syracuse was not going to score twenty points. Right. I mean, by then you could tell that you know Notre Dame was on, Syracuse was not, and and this thing was going to going to end poorly for the Orange. We do need to take our first time out. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Phone lines are open. We've got Adrian Autry set to join us in about 15 minutes from now. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen, Seth, back with you on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number. We've got Adrian Autry set to join us in about 10 minutes from now. But to the phone lines we go. Stephen North, Syracuse, kicking us off today. Hey, Steve.
3: Hi. Uh, just a few observations on the game and a couple things that uh, Babers uh, uh, said at the end. There, uh, um, this team—we think of this team as a passing team, but I think this year we've actually been a more consistently successful running team than, than passing team. Uh, I, I thought Notre Dame would probably stuff our running attack, but they really didn't do that. Uh, Mo Neal averaged uh, over four yards to carry and uh, got 76 yards. Dante Strickland averaged 6.3 yards to carry, mostly going right up the middle. Uh, and I think if Dungey had stayed in the game, uh, he could have used the the option where where he fakes the handoff and runs effectively as well. Because those two guys were were doing so well. And if we'd been able, if we'd committed ourselves to the run from the beginning we would have avoided maybe those three interceptions and uh, been able to get some offense going and possibly stayed in the game. But we came out passing and Dungy looked like he couldn't even see where the defenders were. He had one ball that was uh, knocked down. He had uh, he twice threw into triple coverage and, and got an interception. And of course, uh, DeVito uh, came in and threw the long ball, which I think was an interference where, um, where Johnson uh, was unable to get the ball in the end zone, and then he threw the ball to the inside of Custis on the other long one that got intercepted, and after that we stopped throwing the long ball. And by that, But by that time, we, we were way behind. So if we'd committed to the run and maybe gotten a few calls like that uh, one with Trill Williams, we might have been able to stay in this game or at least keep it respectable. Now, uh, one thing that... Uh, Babers did at the end of the game was to have uh, Schmidt uh, try these two field goals, and everybody thought, well, this is like trying to break up a no hitter with a punt. I think uh, he was just trying to get Schmidt the record for field goals in a season and give him a couple shots at it. He didn't come out and say that, but uh, I'm wondering if that might have been his true motivation there. And he also made two more games.
0: (laughs) You had two more games to do that.
3: Yeah, yeah, two more games. But how do you know how how many opportunities you're going to get there? There would have been one. Well, uh, there, there had to have been enough for him to set the record. Anyway, I, I think that's what he was trying to do. Anyway, the the other thing that he said was that the uh, the upperclassmen played well, and it was the younger players who weren't ready for a game like this. I didn't think the upperclassmen played particularly well. I mean. Custis was AWOL, uh, Dungy, as I said, was thrown into coverage, the, uh, the guys up front who were seniors, uh, Conway and Roberts and Martin, were uh, were the guys getting blown by, the, the, the good running plays we had were up the middle where we did have underclassmen, and even though we got uh, the ball jarred loose, I thought Taj Harris was our best receiver, and we had uh, some underclassmen on defense that played well, so... I don't know where Babers is getting this idea that it was the younger players that cost us the game and that the upperclassmen uh, were, were were playing the way they should have. I don't think the whole team played the way it should have.
1: All right, Steve. Appreciate you checking in. Uh, in regards to the upperclassmen playing well, I mean, I thought Dante Strickland did some good things. You know, Dino Babers specifically referenced Jamal Custis on special teams. Mo Al- Neal played well. Alton Robinson up, you know, up front uh, on defense. Um, you know, Kendall Coleman, the, you know... Uh, uh, he pointed to some specifics of the upperclassmen stepping up, but you know I'm fine with that, Steve. Across the board, yeah, Syracuse didn't play well. I yeah. mean, there were a few exceptions, but across the board, Syracuse didn't play well.
0: No, they didn't. The offensive line didn't play well. The 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 receivers didn't make plays. The the, def- the secondary, the secondary looked like they could use Antoine Cordy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, that that's what it looked like there. And and I don't know, you, you were there. Did we get any answers on Antoine Cordy? Dino Babers did not address Antoine Cordy today.
1: I, we were just told over the weekend, personal reasons. So, okay. I, I don't know. Um,
0: hope, okay. Hope everything's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, that first and foremost, I hope everything's okay with him, his family, and, right. and all that. But uh, they looked like a secondary that could use Antoine Cordy uh, out on the field. So, I, I think that was what happened there. Yeah. Um, you know the field goal thing. I asked Dino about it after the game because it was just stupid. Uh, I mean, it to me it just doesn't make sense. Like, what, what's the point? Uh, and and I'll, I'll break down break it down this way: They're down twenty nine nothing with eight minutes left when they first kick a field goal. It's a four possession game, right? Touchdowns, two point conversion on one of them, you tie the game. You kick a field goal, it's twenty six nothing. It's still a four possession game. Seth, they weren't winning. I. No, I (laughs) know. It doesn't matter. No, I know. But normally a coach comes out. Normally a coach would come out and say, well, we had to get points on the board, better chance to win. Which is why I appreciated when Dino was like, we had no chance of winning, so I did the injury risk management. In that way, I guess it makes sense. Like, personally, I'm probably just not going to kick a field goal fourth and goal at the four when I'm down by 30 points. But, like, whatever. I I mean, it's whatever you want. And And Dino at least had a better rationale for it than we were trying to get points on the board and win the game.
1: Well... I don't. You know what? Let's let's bring on Justin and Phoenix because I think he wants to talk about this. I I, I'm, I I could go either way with the field goal. To me, it was no big deal. But but Justin, uh, what do you have for us today? Yeah.
2: No, I I just thought it was a. a, a I kind of scratched my head there at the for the last play. I, I kind of thought he should have just went for the points regardless, just for something to pat your chest on. I, I get they didn't want to get shut out, but I really think he kind of irked Chip Kelly there a little, or uh, Brian, Kelly Brian Kelly a little bit there. Yeah when he did go for the field goal because they kinda cut away over to him and he kind of was asking his coaching staff, What the what are they doing? So I was just kind of curious myself, but I was just listening in, I kinda think I got some answers, but I still thought it was a little strange.
3: Yeah,
1: and okay, so Andre Schmidt sets the ACC record with that kick. Um
0: again, you would have done it next week.
1: Right. Or in i no, 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 am I'm, I'm, I'm let's go over the the pros and the cons. Okay. They avoid getting shut out and they had no chance of winning the game. If you go does, for it there, and you know, Dino said
0: afterwards, we didn't want to get guys hurt. Um, like I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Does does having three on the board look that much better than having zero on the board? Yes. Knowing how it happened. Yes. You got shut out in that game. It it's better than zero. Okay. I mean, it is. I I think it's three is better I think than zero. I think I think it's just as disappointing and embarrassing well, yeah, and, and ugly. Of course, but it, I, I think there's. I think there's hang on, no. Seth. I think there's no difference knowing you kept field goal with 15 seconds Seth, left in the hang game. On.
1: I you, think there's no difference. Stop. Let me talk. You just said a moment ago. You started your explanation by saying it's a four possession. Seth, the game was over. I know this was, that. this was
0: not what I'm What I the reason I brought that up is because most of the times you ask somebody about. It and they're like, well, it, it was a 17 point game. We had to get points on the board. Like, if like they you went can't for even it there, use that excuse, right, but like it, there was there was no there was no reason to kick the field goal other than say we wanted shutout. to get a, a point on the board to avoid the shutout. That's the only reason there was. But either way, like Dino's right.
1: Either way, they weren't winning that game. No, like, they weren't. I, I guess my my whole thing with this is, why are we even talking about it? Like. They, it, it, you know, it came up after the game. I assume I, I don't know this for a fact. I assume that's what Dino and Brian Kelly were talking about at midfield because it looked like Dino was almost apologizing or, yeah. you know, trying to get Brian Kelly's thoughts on something. Again, I don't know that to be a fact, but I, I would assume that that's probably what it was about. But I, why is it a big deal? They, I mean, they didn't want to get shut out. They kicked a field goal. Fine. They, either way, the game was over. Yes. Either way, the game, the game was, was over. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm good with it. And then one of one of the players was asked after the game if they didn't like the message that that sent from the coaching. I mean, the game was over. It was over. Like you're just you're looking to stir up trouble. And look, look,
0: that's why that's why Dino came out after the game and was he seemed relatively calm. I'm I'm sure today, like you said that. they're over it. Like they, the game was over so early that they're, they're over it. Like that, that was kind of the impression I got. And, and you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the wrong impression to take or fans don't like that. But like hearing from Dino, hearing from the players, I, I got the impression like, all right, they're over it. Like, let's move on. Like, like, Right, like I, I very much yes. got that feeling of like, all right, let's just move on to the next game, like whatever we lost. Well, the the, the
1: players were upset afterwards. Dino was upset afterwards. I'm saying today, Dino right. felt like upbeat. It, you know, it's it sounded like he was upbeat and said, hey, we were four and two in the first half of the year. We have a chance to go five and one uh, again. You look at their losses: Clemson, Notre Dame, and the Coastal Champ. You lost to the two Division champs in the ACC and Notre Dame. Exactly. You know, and if if that's how you finish your season, that's that's a pretty darn good season. Uh, let's get a quick phone call in here from Scooter, and then we'll get to Adrian Autry. Hey, Scooter.
2: Guys, uh, a, a couple things. It, it's weird that you, you take away the Florida State game, it, it, and of course, I know they beat Michigan you know the, the first first game of the season. But it's weird that Notre Dame plays better on the road than at home. If you look at the closers of the games, like the Vanderbilt, the Ball State, of course, we all think Pittsburgh have a legit shot of beating Notre Dame if they played, you know, they played a the little, little more upbeat instead of conservative. That all the games at home were kind of, you know, kind of tight, which gave you a hope that you know this is a neutral. A neutral field, and hopefully, you know that, that Syracuse would play well. Uh, as far as the season goes, you know, I said at the beginning of the season, I said that this is your cycle where I think eight or nine wins are very possible because just the way the schedule works out, where your tougher teams are home, and I, I and to me, I was, the, the biggest thing I thought was surprise, and maybe it's just because uh, I, I was just surprised that Notre Dame was more, it just seemed to be more faster in Syracuse. Like, can understand them getting powerful because. Syracuse isn't built to be powerful because they play ACC teams, but yet I was just a little disappointed that the speed factor just – I didn't realize if Notre Dame was that fast or maybe you overestimate Syracuse's speed, especially on grass fields.
1: Yeah, um, I think Notre Dame was better than a lot of people thought.
0: I do too. They
1: were better than I thought they were. I mean, they they looked really good. And maybe they looked really, really good because Syracuse did not play well. Uh, I think they're really, really good regardless, but – Maybe they looked a little better than they are because Syracuse didn't play well, but that that's a really good football
0: team. I thought they were really good. They looked better than I thought they did. If Ian they Book would. plays
1: like that um, in the college football playoff, they've got a shot. I'm not saying they're they going to win the whole thing. They've got a shot, though. We do need to take a timeout. We've got to get to Adrian Autry on the other side of this break. Uh, so if you're on hold, give us a call back in like 15 minutes. We're back with Adrian Autry after this on ESPN Radio.